0: Guys and dogs. We're just a bunch of crazy guys and dolls! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys and
1: dolls! This is a
0: conceptual nightmare. I mean Nathan Detroit would never wear this. And this song isn't even in the show. I don't have time for this. I got 75 shortcakes to strawberry. Now get
1: out there, Luke! <sighs> guys and dolls. We're just a bunch of crazy guys and dogs. be a Jedi tonight. Just
0: be a Jedi tonight. Do it for Yoda while we serve our guests a
1: soda. Uh, and do it for Chewie and the Ewoks. And all the other puppets. Loop be a Jedi tonight.
0: Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. (sighs) And we finish our month with this film. Now, Mike, I love (laughs) Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I grew up watching it when the re-releases occurred, uh, the special editions in the late 90s. Uh, I guess kind of a lead-up to the prequels. And I was so happy with them. I hadn't seen the uh, theatrical cuts because I think Lucas was desperately trying to make sure that they were removed from the face of the earth. Either way, it doesn't matter how you got into them. I think um, if if you were a young kid, you generally enjoyed Star Wars when uh, you got to see them. And what's funny about Star Wars is that I hate or dislike or am ambivalent to pretty much the entire franchise in terms of the movies. I love Empire. I think most people do. I really, really love uh, A New Hope, as most people do. And that's about it. Even Return of the Jedi, I'm kind of like, alright, we needed to finish it, and we eventually finished it. Uh, And then the prequels are the prequels. Well, we're here talking The Last Jedi. uh, Ryan Johnson's middle chapter in the reboot trilogy. I don't know if it has a a proper name or not.
1: The sequels. I think it's just known as the sequels, yeah. Okay. Well...
0: I, I thought that I was done with Star Wars, especially after The Force Awakens, which I was like, this this is not for me. This is exactly, this is literally a reboot. This is not a sequel because they're trying to get fans back. And, and the whole movie is a lot of, hey, remember this? Don't you love this? And it's just a bunch of toys that are being waved at us, which isn't unheard of for modern blockbusters. But either way, I was very upset at a lot of The Force Awakens and, and, and upset because of how bored I was throughout it. And then The Last Jedi was announced with Ryan Johnson directing. I was like, "Wait a minute, I like Ryan Johnson." And sure enough, I ended up loving The Last Jedi. Did you like The Last Jedi? Were you as enthusiastic as I
1: I, I felt like I was like Star Wars was back. I thought it was back. Oh, uh, immediately. Uh I coming out of this this movie, I, I mean, while I was watching it, I I got the The Empire Strikes Back vibes, which I think is purposeful. Um that's not a knock against Ryan Johnson, but certainly uh the Force Awakens was a new hope, uh the remake. And so that's something that Lucas himself cultivated with the prequels. He I remember and it's probably the best thing to come out of the prequels was on the disc for episode one. I can't remember what the documentary was called, but it was about Getting the prequels going from you know the initial script phase with his his first inclination they had a story idea uh, to casting filming all of it it, it was it's a fascinating uh, documentary that kind of hints at how it was going to go wrong like they didn't know it at the time but like the response the reception that the prequels are going to get uh, based on some of the decisions they made so you're absolutely right like when we get to the Disney versions I guess you know this is the first the first films that Disney now owned this property uh, they played it incredibly safe first off by handing it to J.J. Abrams the first go around and I don't think The Force Awakens is a bad piece of entertainment by any means I remember like I enjoyed my time at the movies but I don't I think I've revisited the film once and it, it had no sway over me had no hold but I knew watching the Last Jedi and for as divisive as this movie supposedly is i don't really buy into this small minority of people that uh think it's the worst thing on earth considering that um here are the numbers in front of me at the time of its release was was the highest grossing film of 2017 and also the ninth highest grossing film of all fucking time so this was well received uh, by the the general public at large I knew then I'm like, Oh, this is something different. This is, this is getting as close to empire strikes back for me. Um, and I think I'm a little bit more forgiving than you of the prequels. I remember enjoying the ride, but I felt like the baton had been passed to a new generation. Cause I, I'm the oldest of five and my youngest brother really loved the prequels, but he also was like four when episode one came out. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he he grew up with them much like, you know, I have to admit, my father probably looked at the original Star Wars movies and saw his child. I, I'm coming to him late. I'm coming to him on VHS. He probably looked at me as like, isn't that kind of cute? But these are silly and stupid. And I felt like, OK, this is the natural way of things. This is this gets passed off to a new generation one that doesn't see all the problems with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, one that likes how silly it is. One that thinks that Darth Maul is the coolest villain on the planet. And I still think we see some of that even now. Um, you know, poor Solo being the first Star Wars financial failure trying to throw us a bone. I guess with Darth Maul coming back. Spoiler alert, if you care. Uh, that franchise is dead, so it doesn't matter. But walking out of Last Jedi, I remember how... I remember the oohs, the ahs, the cheers when it happened, and there was a general sense of we don't know where this is going. There was there were general surprises in this film: Snoke, the big bad, being killed in the second chapter; the reclamation project that I guess was Kylo Ren, not you know. I think everyone knew that's the direction the saga would go; that they would try to have their mini version, the Blink One Eight Two version of Darth Vader. The fact that Ryan Johnson escalates that into the second chapter that's like oh maybe he'll turn for the good where does that leave us for the third part um the graceful way that luke skywalker returns without becoming a cartoon character a superhero uh but is genuinely speaking from a previous generation and letting go and letting the new one take the reins i thought it was all beautiful Um, it wasn't until I guess (laughs) like, you know, the internet, a small, but vocal minority got its dirty fucking hands on it that I realized anyone would look at this as anything other than a true star Wars sequel, a true chapter in the saga. Um, but this was the last raw for me with star Wars. I hated rise of Skywalker. I don't have any enthusiasm. I've not watched a single episode of the Mandalorian. I don't care about the universe anymore To me, this is kind of the end of the Star Wars universe in a way. I'm I'm truly taking my teachings, I guess, not from (laughs) Master Luke, but from uh, evil Ben Solo and saying, let it die. (laughs) 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 And I was fine with it because for me, I got a great fucking movie out of it. That's the only one that stands with a new hope and empire for me is The Last Jedi.
0: I am 110% there with you. I, I wish that minority of really vocal fans would be transported to a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away from me. I really do. It absolutely stands right up there with those two films. And you're right. I, I think this is the end for me as well. I actually watching rewatching, uh, The Force Awakens after Last Jedi, I liked it a little bit more knowing what's to come. So I was able to apply some of the philosophies and reveals from Last Jedi to Force Awakens and enjoy it on that regard. After Rise of Skywalker, and I've tried to rewatch it, I fell asleep, I think, multiple times through it. Uh, after the first one, of course, because I couldn't believe what I was seeing in the theater. <laughs> and then you go back and Force Awakens It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it is crap, because ultimately everything that The Last Jedi sets up, Rise of Skywalker undoes and it doesn't make any sense to me and it doesn't help that mark hamill was also very not vocal but he had that one or two tweet response where he's like well it wasn't really what i wanted to do and then that's
1: <laughs> that was the spark that lit the flame <laughs> that these you know trolls needed it's not ju- and not just him john boyega also uh, seems to lay blame at um Ryan johnson for uh, which I don't really understand how that's the case, considering Rise of Skywalker really sidelines him, his character as well. Um, it uh, you know I'll harken back to how we started this month with uh, Rashomon. Kurosawa was right. Actors they don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to the arc <laughs> of the characters. Like it's best right. to leave them out of the process because they'll just fuck it up.
0: Yep, uh, totally. Uh, it's the same thing with. Um... George Miller, because Tom Hardy was real upset. He's like, I don't know what this fucking movie is going to look like. And then he watches like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do more. <laughs> I'll do more mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Last Jedi does a lot of things well. I, I think that, uh, what is it, the, the casino sequence, Bel Canto? I don't remember what it's called. I, like I, I probably could do without, but ultimately it is trying to get from point A to point B with a couple of these different characters, which I don't mind. Uh, it could have been trimmed a little bit. Either way, I loved Luke's arc here. It, it's so well done. And of course, the person who started his training way too late as a Jedi is not going to be a great master. And there are so many emotional moments. I, I, I tear up. This last viewing, I was texting as I was like, I'm tearing up, man. He's having that one-on-one with Yoda and, and the Yoda's great line. Which I don't know why it didn't stick out before, but it really stuck out to me this time. Like We are what they grow beyond. And... The way that he – because anytime you harken back to the originals, like when R2-D2 plays the message and Mark Hamill, like, oh, it's a cheap shot. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is. But that's how you do nostalgia correctly. That's how you do it. And it's used properly for something, not just like a, hey, remember this, which is a lot of what the other two films are. And then towards the end, right, as he's staring out at the, the, the double sunset, man, like, that's how you do it. That's how you close out a character.
1: That was perfect. I, oh. I, I thought it was, uh, it's strangely, uh, you know, if you can make a death hopeful, which I, I guess yeah. Star Wars mythology has that and that, uh, in the the character even states it, uh, Luke to Leia saying, you know, no one's ever really gone. And in that case, they're talking about, uh, a living person on, on their realm of Ben. And I guess said the hopes for his redemption, um, but I, I don't understand. There was some criticism about the humor I've seen, which um, going back to even a new hope. I, I don't know what people are looking at when they see R two or Chewie in any sequence. I, I don't see it being out of bounds uh, this time around. I uh, I suppose, <laughs> um, you know, Luke's um, really loves his colored milk, and I guess getting it straight <laughs> from the teat <laughs> maybe was uh, offensive to some. But I, I, I wasn't I the straight philosophy. from the teat. He doesn't get his like lips right around it. He is milking. Oh, you're right. That would have been the De Palma shot, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it would have been, <laughs> it would have been whatever that creature is, <laughs> you know, showering and like you know, rubbing the teats like in slow mo <laughs> or something. So look, okay, it's not a perfect film. It's four and a half out of five, as as Webb would rate it on Letterboxd, as he's known to do. Um, but I, I felt like it was a great melding of. If you're looking at it from a generational aspect, the older fans and maybe inviting in some new fans. I, there's a lot of criticism about it. It's like, oh, it's too woke and too diverse, which I don't really understand. It's philosophy necessarily being woke if unless you just are anti um, people sticking up for their, their rights, which is the basis of the entire franchise, this rebellion against this uh, fascist. A dictator who uh on you know on their whims they'll blow up an entire planet if you don't get in line uh or answer their questions the way they want to i but i I look to the scenes that you're talking about i look to Yoda and luke in particular <laughs> I love that Yoda's arrival in blue jedi uh form is to uh pull the old i guess basic uh wizard d and d trick uh, I'll cast lightning <laughs> and set yeah. something on fire and then laugh about it and I think that it's It's the older, it's both the older fans not really understanding what they've loved, much like we think the actors here don't really understand the characters they're playing. um, Where, what brought them to the series, Uh, they want to have, like the fucking Mosquito in Jurassic Park. They want it to be in Amber forever. Uh, They want their toys to be in their boxes uh, forever, and they don't really understand not only their own mortality, but like, you know, the pop culture mortality of some of these things. That if it doesn't move forward, then inevitably it dies. I mean you're a big comp book guy. Uh you know, this is probably the closest. This is actually this was your pick for this month. You just I I can't remember what our third selection initially was, what I put as our rough draft, but you said, No, it's the last Jedi. And I agreed with you. I said, Yeah, that is. I said that is a better idea. But it is also getting closer. Uh, to things that can be sold at a comic book shop, which I know like <laughs> is your is your thing on trilogy and theory, but having worked in a comic book store, there was conversations that you know even low level employees would have, which, which was, hey, when this older gentleman who has loved this his entire life comes to pick up his folder, what happens the day that you know unfortunately he passes, as everything does, and he doesn't pick up his folder, he didn't get his kids into this, uh, or he doesn't have children. We're not seeing younger generations come into this store. We're just seeing the ones that have done it every Wednesday. That's their that's their hobby. That's their passion. But it's not being passed down. Not not in the numbers that will sustain this love. And that's something that is being spoke about in the film in the context of this space opera with laser swords. You have the character of Rose saying that, you know, we're not gonna win by fighting what we hate, we're gonna win by saving what we love. And I don't think the fan base took any of that message hard. In fact, uh, you know the the vocal minority on the web seemed to hate that it was a woman of color, uh, yeah, saying that very thing, trying to you know to point them in the right direction. Uh, and it was, I shouldn't say that it was astounding because this comes out you know right in the midst of the Trump years. Um, but and of course, it's come out later that. <laughs> Russian hackers uh, state sanctioned Russian hackers use the last Jedi as a a dividing tool within the American (laughs) consciousness. It sounds, I swear it's like a Douglas Adams novel we live in, except we don't have the funny spaceships just yet, just to get us off this fucking planet. Um, this is a long way of me saying that I would never be the guy like chaining himself to this earth to stop someone from bulldozing his house, to abduct me, aliens, give me the, the babble fish and let me go on my merry way. I want no part of this anymore. Um, but when you suggested this, since I knew that I love this movie, I did have a little bit of trepidation that all I was going to be able to think about were the fucking idiots because... Even now, I'm sure if I went on Twitter, if I just went to the hashtag the Last Jedi, there would still be fucking yokels, yeah, arguing about this, the merits of it, and they just can't move on. And that's the like, that's the central theme of the movie, like to so just to so be it good or bad. The villains and the heroes are saying that we have to let the past go.
0: Yes. Yep. Exactly. And it it's the first time, and I I don't give. Force Awakens is a lot of credit, but hey, they created a central character who has the ability to be seduced by something. The dark side can use something to bring her to one side or the other. And wanting to know her past, wanting to feel like she has a family and she wants to belong somewhere is about as good a, a motivation as any and the fact that you have a villain who is spouting kind of the same stuff that Luke was to get her over there is something that's incredibly enticing and you want as even a, as a person who is able to think logically and th- you know do what's best in that moment where he says you know you're nothing but not to me you're overwhelmed with emotion and you want them to be together but you know that it's a bad fan fiction that should never happen. And unfortunately, it literally does a couple of
1: years later. Fan fiction is all about toxic relationships. That would be <laughs> if you were friends with these two, uh, you know, force, force sensitive individuals who start up this passionate love affair. Someone I, I would think on either side would be like, I don't think that's good for you, Ben. I don't think that's good for you, Ray fans love it i mean i don't know if it's the twilight effect where it's like oh a vampire let's let's fuck it let's (laughs) have sex with that thing i don't know what it is but it is like the worst possible logical solution that's what younger fans love to see uh their first like love affair with
0: yeah and the. i'm not pro
1: werewolf either like i'm not i'm not making a call on either one of the young men (laughs) in that series
0: well, I am. I say vampire because that vampire is now fully transformed into the bat. So I'm super excited about it.
1: You know, I don't know how that's gonna go. I'm not trying to derail us, but uh, I like the trailer for the Batman. But everything I've read is that Robert Pattinson hates being Batman. I'm seeing, I'm seeing fucking Keaton Val Kilmer here. I'm not seeing a new Christian Bale. I'm, I'm seeing someone that may not make it through his own trilogy.
0: Well, even if it's a one-off, I guess that's okay. I mean, look at Joker. Like Joker, you know, I I wasn't. A I don't want fan. to. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe your eyes. Just watch closely, Mike. I I mean, it it, it clearly struck a chord with a lot of different individuals and and made a butt ton of money. So it's like if 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 DC is going to do a bunch of those one-off movies, well, that's fine. Just it I mean, looks this, like. I
1: tell you what, I've never been more thankful for release the Snyder Cut. Uh, Than talking about Last Jedi because all those people I think they just moved over to that, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah.
1: campaign, Uh and I hate to side with those freaks, but I think I I think uh, if I'm given the choice between Pattinson and Ben Affleck, give me more Ben Affleck. I think I do like him as Batman. I do,
0: I do too. Yeah. As, as now now he's got that you know J Lo swagger. Uh, so yes, I
1: he's back, he, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, if if they're gonna do like a bunch of references to year one, I'm like, all right, yeah, right on. Like, I'm always down for more of that. That, that that's no problem. Ultimately, with oh, oh, you know what? Recently, somebody on Twitter, Hey it was like a Henry Cavill fan account, was like, "Man of Steel is the reason I love Superman," and I was like, "Oh God!" So my my Twitter account, like the little description, is like first thing. There's two things on there. Is like I'm trying to be a good man, and the second is like i host co-host uh, trilogy in theory
1: <laughs> subscribe to my podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and immediately i retweeted the person and just like a we, we with the chris evans laughing gif i d- deleted it later because i was like ah, i don't want to be a dick but it's like i can understand <laughs> but you <me> were like... <laughs>
1: they saw it <laughs> they got the notification <laughs> they were being laughed at by a stranger on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's like you love Superman because of this, like, are you aware of the you know decades of history of content you can look? At? I okay, you. This is your favorite on-screen interpretation, okay? But have you read Tim Sale and Loeb's like Superman for All Seasons or All Star Superman by Morrison? Like, there's so much good stuff there out there. Have you just read?
1: Oh, here comes the prop comic!
0: Superman <laughs> smashes the clan? Like this is a reason to love Superman. Mm,
1: I would say the young fan base has not. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving. First off, I knew this would get uh, this would be your your nerd uh, itch that you could scratch on this this episode. But I'm also loving the arc. You know the the, the light, the push and pull, the balance of you the between light and dark, where. And I don't know which is which. I'm assuming you trolling someone online is the dark side coming out, uh, even, yeah. even if you have good reasons for it. Uh, does that make the light side um, you telling me uh, I shouldn't spend $15 on the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy or the <laughs> Barbershop trilogy? I don't know. <laughs> It's both you being the uh, attempting to be a gateway to more material, and then the gatekeeper saying no, you've had enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said on Twitter, I'm trying to be a good man, and I don't know what that entails just yet. Uh, I I'm I'm thrilled that I guess I can still enjoy The Last Jedi because. It always stinks when you know that a film series ends poorly. I think a lot of people uh, who watched Game of Thrones are very disappointed by the end. I wasn't. I actually loved it quite a bit, which is a whole nother can of worms. But it's always tricky. Like, can you go back and rewatch the earlier stuff and still enjoy it and appreciate it? And I, I desperately tried to rewatch all nine films for this specific episode, and and I wasn't able to just from time constraints, but. I'm glad that I can still rewatch Last Jedi and enjoy the emotional highs and appreciate all of it. And you're right. I think after The Last Jedi, we can kind of call it quits and be like a hopeful, like, you know, when when a New Hope ended, like, or excuse me, Star Wars. It wasn't called The New Hope. When it ended, you could do a bunch of things. But it wasn't guaranteed it was going to get a sequel or there ever was a planned sequel at all. So, because Darth Vader wasn't really dead. He was just floating in space for a little bit. I think that we can certainly call it, okay, this is it. And you're right. I'm right there with you. I have no interest in... I took my Funko Pops after, after The Last Jedi. I bought a Funko Pop of Rey, uh, Ben, and uh, Luke uh, from The Last Jedi. And they were on my desk proudly. After Skywalker, <laughs> I took them and stuffed them into a locker And uh, they, I haven't looked at them. I
1: suppose that's. I was hoping you'd have uh, like the uh, in one of my favorite sequences. Ryan Johnson, uh, just I guess doing the Chris Evans laughing GIF uh, to (laughs) J.J. Abrams, where you have Snoke just trolling this guy with his like little mini like Darth Vader helmet that he like bought like, and he gets to wear around, and it's like take off that stupid fucking mask, and then him throwing a temper tantrum in the elevator, smashing it. I don't know if I would prefer, you, like, an event with you, with your coworkers where they find you in the elevator just smashing your <laughs> master look Funko Pop. <laughs> just leaving the, the shards in the elevator as you exit. Uh, you know, you'd have to do it in the same moody fashion as Adam Driver, but.
0: Certainly. As I, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I, I, I love Star Wars. I love it. I really do. I'm, I'm right now on a video for those playing the home game. Showing off a little Darth (laughs) Vader statue that I've got here. I love Star Wars, and it's frustrating that I hate most of the products that Star Wars has produced. And I, too, have – well, I did kind of watch the first episode of Mandalorian. I fell asleep in the opening moments. (laughs) But, yeah, I can't – I really can't enjoy it. I'm I'm sure that maybe one day in the future I'll go back to
1: new Star Wars material and kind of be like,
0: oh, okay, all right. Well, that's the thing,
1: right? The prequels, you know, episode one has seen as some travesty of cinema. They still all made money. They all still made bank and people kept going. And then not even, you know, it was 2012 when these, these were announced. So not even a decade had passed. I guess a decade from, you know, Revenge of the Sith to Force Awakens actually being released. But people knew they were coming. There'll be, there'll be more. That's That's the thing. Like, I... I am uh, aware enough to know that this is not none of this stuff will ever end. I think that I don't need them to continually make it part of the plot, the illusion that this stuff will never end, which I guess is like the marvelization where I just saw the you know the trailer for the Eternals because I was in the theater what were we watching <laughs> queen Pins starring Kristen bell. And I'm like, I'm getting a fucking eternals trailer for this. I'm <laughs> like, is there no, is there no place I can hide from, from Marvel? And you know, they're referencing the Thanos snap, which is fine. Cause that's what comp books do. They always sort of build off the other thing, but it is, I feel like it's really festering in people's like pop culture consciousness that nothing ever ends. It's just all building to the next big event. Like it's, And when I collected comics, I didn't have much interest in the events. I like to read my little Daredevil comics. And if he occasionally got embroiled in some big event, fine. But I didn't really need it. And I don't know what the request was for the sequels trilogy here. Because it seems like that's by design. This is supposed to be about an ending. But much like Game of Thrones. Maybe that's a a better uh, reference point. It's like, well, we didn't like the ending we got do it again. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't like it. Do, do another take of it. it's like, it doesn't work that way. Like, no, yes, we got the Snyder cup, but that also premiered on a streaming service. And that's the only reason it exists.
0: And as Patty Jenkins said, not a real movie not a real movie
1: <laughs> i i you know i god bless her you know because we saw what a, f- a fictional woman tried to give a life lesson to these kids and they wouldn't take it so <laughs> a real woman doing it <laughs> oh, no <goodness>. that's absurd
0: <laughs> thank goodness for miniseries that's one thing i've grown to appreciate as i get older where i'm like oh, okay uh ed brubaker or jeff lemire is doing this series it's gonna last 12 issues perfect i'll wait till it's collected And read them then, and I know that I'll get a proper ending, because these are individuals who have decided, like, here's the story I'm going to tell. Not somebody who's like, I'm going to take over Batman for a little bit, play with the toys, and then put it back in the toy box for someone else to take them right back up and play the same game, but just a little differently. So, here we are. It's okay. We'll all all be okay with or without Star Wars.
1: For me, uh, the one I thought of was the White Lotus that was on HBO, the Mike White miniseries about rich white people. Uh, I do – I am going to hold against him that since it's you know written, directed, and created by Mike White, that was hoping the White Lotus would just be like a one-man special of like <laughs> – it's like he is the White Lotus because <laughs> if there's ever a guy that – Never deserved to be on screen as far as like pasty and completely unattractive, <laughs> the albino-like Mike White. Um But that's another example. This is a miniseries that is not based on any sort of fan property that I know. And people were upset with the resolution or lack thereof for these rich white people, like that they were all not – appropriately uh, punished individually by the end of this miniseries that it's like well what okay season two let's we'll fix it in the second oh. i'm like no no <laughs> like I, no, that's the problem everything is now to some degree star wars or marvel fandom even if you are trying to get away from the capes the laser swords even a fucking mike white hbo miniseries jesus christ
0: now I, I don't mind it if a series or film or whatever wants to do one more thing to wrap it up if it didn't get the conclusion. I have watched four seasons of My Name is Earl, and that fucking show ended in a cliffhanger, and I don't know what happened to those characters. So if they decide we're going to bring it back for a special, I have no problem with that. I think they did that with Titus recently, uh, which i I got to find out, because I, I vaguely remember watching that show as well. So it's like... It, I don't mind a little bit of closure, but I don't need old wounds to be reopened, so
1: you just want my name is Earl to get to he had a list of a hundred right that was like <laughs> that was also like the meta part of it was that's also the big syndication number for a sitcom <laughs> so that's, that's the reason Earl had a hundred uh wrongs he had to write. You're not pulling a fast one by me
0: <laughs> Jason Lee has so little in this world. Can we let him have one? <laughs> He had to do those fucking (laughs) Chipmunk movies.
1: So it is time. For the Jedi the end. Time it is
0: <laughs> for you to look past a pile of old books. Hmm?
1: The sacred Jedi texts. Oh, so, read them, have you? Well, I managed turners,
0: They were not.
1: Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Wisdom they
0: held, but that library contained nothing that the girl Ray does not already possess. Hmm. Skywalker. Still looking to the horizon. Here, here, ah. hmm? The need in front of your nose. Hmm? I was weak, unwise, lost Ben Solo. You did. Lose weight. We must not. I can't be what she needs me to be. He did my words not, did you? Pass on what you have learned. Strength, mastery. Hmm. But weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all. The greatest teacher failure is... Luke We are what they grow beyond